is Sounds on Vinyl, the podcast where we talk about the good old days of heavy metal and hard rock on vinyl. My name is Phil Boyer, and with me is... Mike, all the way from Sweden. How are things rocking over there in Sweden? What is going on in the metal world over there? It's going really good. It's sort of like we're thriving over here. We got some festivals, and uh, it's sort of like it's happening over here, I think. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, Sweden's had some really good music coming out of it for like over a decade. Yeah. But growing up, we got those government funded rehearsal space where you could like actually get paid to get a rehearsal space. Oh. Yeah. Because they didn't want kids growing up turning into raving lunatics, you know, <laughs> going at it on the streets drinking beers and, and and wrecking stuff so if you're into music and you wanted your own rehearsal space you you could get fundings to to pay for rent so we all did so i got my first rehearsal space when i was 13 years old and i formed my first band when i was 14. wow so so yeah and I'm now you're today. in the band grand reserva yes i am Mike doesn't like talking about himself very much. So, but no, Grand Reserve is one of those great bands coming out of Sweden that I was talking about a minute or so ago. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't checked Grand Reserve out, make sure you go do that because these guys are great. Especially if you like any of the music that we talk about on this show, you're gonna like Grand Reserve. But tonight, tonight we're not talking about Grand Reserve. We are talking about. A little band from the UK, and this record came out in 1983. Yeah, it's Pyromania, baby. Yeah, Def Leppard. Yes. Or as all the kids, when this record came out and got popular, all the kids that weren't hard rock and metal fans called it called the band Death Leopard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's god! Like, um, no, 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 no. No, that, Def. It's Def Leppard. Def yeah, Leppard. That's, that's something completely different. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. I don't know. There, There's something about the UK and the British bands. I, I've, I still to this day remember the first time I saw them play live. Growing up in Sweden, we didn't have like 57 channels and nothing on. We had like two channels, two Swedish channels national channels and and that was it and i remember t- to this day they got three hour metal show with with aussie and def leppard and iron maiden and and quite riot and and uh, michael shank group and judas priest oh, scorpions God. and so forth yeah and what that's it's phenomenal yeah yeah and, and like the first and and the last time that ever happened it, it, it's sort of like uh, you could hear Swedish television going, "What the hell did we just do?" <laughs> and it sort of it was nothing. After that, it was nothing. You have to wait until like '86 or '87 when cable came on, and you 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 could watch all the music you want on MTV. Mm-hmm. And and I still today this day remember the, their guitarist Steve Clark. He was so cool. He got his guitar down to his knees and he's swinging and it's going out oh my god one of my all-time favorite albums is pyromania by the flapper yeah uh, i I, I agree with that definitely 
it's it's actually a lot of people's favorite record because that record out of the 10 songs on it four yeah. of them were top 10 hits yeah 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 it, it's yeah. crazy photograph and rock of ages were both number one yeah foolin and too late for love reached number nine that just tells you the quality of this record and how good it was i mean 10 yeah. times platinum had 10 million sales I, I remember hearing rock of ages and foolin on the radio and i'm like oh what is this stuff because i never heard of Def leopard before no, no and you know so i'm like all right i gotta i gotta buy this record i gotta buy this thing man saved up went out found it got it finally put that needle on the record just sit back taking it all in and and still to this day, it's one of those albums I play the most. Whenever I go through my vinyls, it's sort of like I stop. Oh, oh my God, I have to, I have to play this once more. Uh, <laughs> and it's sort of like I, I cannot pass it. We've got fooling, like you said, uh, Rock of Ages, Photograph, Billy's Got a Gun, Too Late for Love. I, I mean, there's not a bad song on that album. No, there really isn't. Do you listen to Def Leppard today? Oh, yeah. I, I, every now and then I throw Def Leppard on. The newer stuff? No. 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 I, you know, unfortunately, I feel like this was their last record. There. Yeah. For me, for me, Def Leppard died after this record. And yeah. I, I think a lot of it has to do with Rick Allen's accident and losing his arm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I feel bad about that because it wasn't his fault. It's sort of like you don't want to say it out loud, even though we just did. I bought that record because I felt so bad. And I thought, okay, let's give it a shot. And it, it it's not doing anything for me. No. Nope. But I'm just glad that they went on as a band, that, that they could recuperate from that accident and that he got a second chance that the band waited some couple of years for him to to with that special drum kit and so forth so it's, it's a beautiful story but the music not so much they're more popular now than they were probably yeah of, three of i mean course. they've had so many top 10 hits since then and you know i mean the, as a band they've done really really well so I'm, I'm happy about that i'm just i'm i'm no longer a fan of of Def Leppard, except for the the early stuff, you know, I just it, it's way too poppy and it doesn't work for me. And no, me you know, I I think it's that that dual-edged sword. They they lost a lot of fans, I'm sure, but gained a lot of new ones. And but yeah, you're right. It's it, it's a great story, and and they were they, they've gone through a lot over the years, and it's it's good to see a band stick together and and keep going. And yeah. I remember seeing them in, in in the early 90s at a show in Copenhagen, and it's it's sort of like the, the the best part of that show was the encore. The, the the stage went black, and it took a while, and people were is the show over, and you can see that there's something going on on stage, and so people stayed behind, have a, had a couple of beers, and 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 Joe Elliott, the leader singer, he, he comes up and he's like, we got a special surprise for you tonight. And uh, uh, so bear with us a minute. So, uh, and it's sort of like, wow, what's going on here? And and all of a sudden he runs over to the mic. Uh, Let me introduce to you Robert's Plant. And the oh. place went wild. And then all of a sudden they started on, on Zeppelin's rock and roll. 
I tell you, Robert Plant was standing there right in front of me. <laughs> and it, and it's sort of like, oh, my God, this is like the best thing ever. And I'm thinking to myself, every time I talk about Def Leppard, I tell this story and it's sort of like my main focus was Robert Plant. <laughs> it's sad, but still on so many different levels, it's all about rock and roll. And that last song was rock and roll. Wow. And I'm, I'm uh, I shouldn't say this, but it, it's how, how did how did it sound with Rick Allen playing John Bonham's song? I didn't care. It was Robert Plant. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's sad. I know it's sad, uh, but everything everything else went numb. It's wow. sort of like it, it's Robert Plant standing there right in front of me. I couldn't care less. Yeah. He he, ha- he had some 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 band backing him up i don't know who they were it was rubble plant doing yeah, rock and roll um i mean i know i'm i'm such a dweeb i, I know but but still legend i mean come on yeah yeah but but it's it's sad i i can't remember anything about the show uh, there there's nothing i i remember ugly ugly kid joe opened up and i thought <laughs> I thought they were horrible, uh, and I'm mm. thinking, oh my God, do I have to go? And and there was a girl that I, that I knew at the time, and and she, I will scream for you ticket if you follow, if you go with me. Oh, okay, um, I'll do it. You know, I spent way way too much time trying to figure out what was being said at the beginning of Rock of Ages. Yes. Like all our friends, like. What the hell is he saying? What what is that? What what what's going on? What does it mean? What does it mean? Only to find out like years later that it's just this made up gibberish that Mutt Lang made up to cue the song. <laughs> We're in the northern parts of the world, in a place called Scandinavia, where you have Vikings and then you have the myths and you have religious stuff and then you have the other world called the satanic shit. <laughs> and so we were like 12 years old, 11, 12 years old at the time. And dude, have you heard this? It's sort of like if you if you play this record backwards, it's sort of like it's a message from the devil. <laughs> but this time they did it like this. Uh, a friend of mine, his older brother, he turned turned us on to that. And it's sort of like, wow, really? And I remember literally me and my friends were sitting in in his room and listening to, oh, my God, what what is he saying? Is it, oh, my God, it's a message from the dark side, or is it? <laughs> it's sort of like, it, it, we went that. It's it, it's it, it's it's nuts yeah. to, to, to think that, you know, and I know that metal bands from that point in time had to defend themselves. No, we're not Satan worshippers. No, there is no hidden message in our albums. Even if you play them backwards and they sound funny. <laughs> the, the, yeah, I, I guess the story goes behind this this thing is they were on like the 30th take on, on doing this. And Mutt Lang was just getting kind of you know, punch drunk on this stuff and just 
starting to get goofy. And so being of German descent, he is fluent in German. And so he just started making up this weird sounding gibberish that sounded like German to, to cue yeah. the song. That, that's, yeah. that, that's all it was. And yet everybody thinks it's either the devil talking to him or it's some hidden message. If you listen to every other syllable, it's, it says something, a word or some shit. It, there's everybody had their own version of what it yeah. was. And, yeah, but it was it was fun and it it gave that that record even some mystery that made it even more appealing, I think. Yeah, that that was genius. When you got into girls at that time, all the girls went, "Oh my god, Persian Sugar I made us a great song." And I think, "Really? Do you like this?" "Yeah, I like it so much." And you would rather listen to that than than to Boy George or something like that. <laughs> and you let them play this shit, uh, thinking that might you could sneak in some some kiss or white snake or or some of that easier stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but when you try to go, no, I want to listen to pour some sugar. I'm like, God damn it. Uh, how about how about white snake slide it in? That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. You want to play? <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> On that horny... note, I think it's time to say farewell. Yeah, yeah. From from the teenage horny bastards from the 80s. Thank you so much for listening. This is Sounds on Vinyl. Uh, make sure to to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to this show, and don't forget to stop by. Uh, Sounds of Vinyl at Sounds of Vinyl over on Instagram and check out all the cool stuff Mike's doing over there on that Instagram account. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Later. Later.